Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is an easy way to make podcasts. Let me explain. It is free. Yes, it is free. There is certain creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your computer and your phone. As long as you just have headphones or a microphone, you are in good condition. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It could be on Apple. How many of y'all would like to be on Apple Podcasts? It would be on Spotify and many more like Google, Break, the radio. It is amazing. You can make money from your podcast with a minimum of listener ship. It is an easy way to make a podcast in one place. Come on, y'all. Join on to Anchor. It is the bomb. Thank you for listening. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is Wednesday, hump day. (laughs) Today is hump day. We are at the halfway mark for Friday. Thank the Lord. Well, today is Wednesday, and we are at day two. Talking about get out of your head. Remember I told y'all about yesterday how to get out of your head. How, um, let me recap real quick. <clears throat> how um we need the the uh, we had the mind is so precious so intense that we have to destroy those strongholds destroy what the enemy's trying to tell us the enemy family whoever it may be and I told you in Second Corinthians ten three five it said though we walk in flesh but not we are not warring wars according to the flesh. In other words, we do not fight with armor, we do not fight with politics, we do not fight with money, we do not fight with all the humanities, ways, or the weapon of warfare, or not the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every low opinion rise against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey God. So we're talking about how, like, like destroy these strongholds. Strongholds could be one or two things. It can be a word about a view. It can be materialism. Anything that um that you idle. Anything that you idle is a mental stronghold that people set up against God knowledge. You know, like fear, guilt, resentment, insecurity, whatever it is. And then I told y'all that we need to take every thought captivity. Like bring every thought captive to the word of God. Like we must Bring every thought captive. I mean, like whether it's coming from you, it, whoever it's coming from. And I was telling y'all about the four principles of winning the battle in the mind. One was do not, don't believe everything you think. Like our mind are always confused, anxious, closed, evil, resentment, rash, you know, all of that. And the Bible was talking about a troubled mind that was in Second Kings six eleven. A deprived mind that was in First Timothy six five, a sinful mind that was in Romans eight seven, a dull mind that was in Second Corinthians three fourteen, a blind mind that is Second Corinthians four four, and a corrupt mind Second Timothy three eight, and it said we must break our minds um break our minds to you know. 
and guard guard our mind from garbage. Like I say, for instance, if you can't watch certain stuff on TV or you can't listen to certain music, whatever, don't beat your mind, God, because whatever you put in your mind, that's what you get out of your mind. If you put positive stuff into your mind, you get positive stuff into your mind. If you put negative stuff into your mind, you get negative stuff into your mind. I mean, you think of negative, you know what I'm saying. But you have to be careful. So today, <clears throat> I told you about that. But today, I'm going to read today's devotional. And today, we're going to talk about five levels of learning. Yeah. Okay. Well, today is day two. Get out of your head. One thing. It is incredible if you think about it. How can how can sometimes you get... Well, how can sometimes we can't sing control so much of who we are determine what, what we feel or what we do or what we say or don't dictate how we move or sleep and form what we want, what we hate and what we love. Captain, all our thoughts may seem impossible, may seem an impossible task. Yes, especially when we consider our potential number one thoughts per minute. Research tells us that we have over 30,000 thoughts a day. Can you believe that? 30,000 thoughts a day, whether it's good, bad. People, we be doing we are some thinking people. That means we might think about 30, 31 thoughts per minute. But what if one thought held the power to interrupt our spiral and bring us peace into our mental chaos? The Apostle Paul, known life, was like a picture of interruption. After the scale fell from his eyes, his his mind centered on an enti- entirely new new reality. There was no other hope, no other narrative, no other track playing in the background. He stopped the thing that had distracted him and let him focus on one thing: to let me live in Christ. Paul wrote in Philippians one twenty one twenty one, and to die is gain. That is in the ESV. It is all it is always about Christ. Paul experienced a massive shift and now he was totally a different man. No longer was he a slave to his circumstance or his emotion. Meaning like he changed his way of thinking. That's why you have to ask God, Lord, thank you that you renew my mind each and every day. Because I'm trying to tell you, the mind is something else. I'm going to tell you about the mind. Let me get through this up. It's saying Paul chose Paul now choose to live a life without the power of Christ in him, through him, and for him. Paul now has the power of the Spirit, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, and he chose to live aware of, aware of, aware of, aware of, and under the power. Excuse me. God built a way for us to escape the down spiral of toxic thought, but we rarely take it. We have thought, we have brought that lie that we are victims of our thoughts rather than warriors to equip to fight on the front line of the greatest battle of generation the battles of the mind Meaning, like God has already equipped us so when the enemy comes in whatever any kind of thought comes in you have the power you have the ability you have it all to bring that like devil you're alive not today say whatever it is put it with the word of God if it's Satan so it's your instant okay you like go to the doctor, get a bad report, and they say, you know, they haven't told you what it is. But in your mind, oh, I got something because it runs in my family. Oh, I got this. No, you don't. You have what you say. So also remember that the mind, even though your mind 
is thinking if you speak it, you speak it into existence. You, whatever you say, so you, the tongue was powerful. I'm trying to tell you. And it said, God has equipped us with the battle against the lies. If we believe who we are, if we believe who I am and who you are, help will never feel, help will never feel a victim to my thoughts because you already victorious. Take me for instance. When I was going through my situation, Lord have mercy. I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was crazy. I thought I, I mean, I really thought I was really crazy. I really thought something was wrong with me because I went to the church and I was like, can somebody pray for me? This is what I'm dealing with. They were like, what you do? You know? And I they really had me thinking that God had really was punishing me because of what I had did. Ooh, had three kids out of real life. I really thought that's way what God was punishing me. And I really thought it for the longest. I felt so victim to that. I felt like Popo Felicia can't get this together, can't do this for herself. She always needs some help or she always needs some somebody to help her. She can't do this by herself. So, you know, I felt that way. So now it's in the, me in the process now of me retraining my mind, retraining it, renewing my mind. Know that I can do all things that Christ that strengthens me. I can do it all. I might, might have to have a little help every now and then, but I can do it. Meaning like I have to tell myself, get, get in the car, the mind get the road. As soon as I leave the house, my mind get the road. When I'm here, yeah, my do, my mind do roll, but if, when I'm not here, the mind rolling. Not telling. God did not give me the spirit of fear, but the power of loving it. Now, my devil you a lie, I will live when I die because it works for I have to tell myself that every organ, every tissue, every cell in my body function where God designed to function is whatever. My kids will be healthy, healthy, healthy. Whatever it is, I'm on it. So I have to tell my body that because my mom will have me somewhere that I don't even want to be. I'm just going to be straight up with you. Just going to tell you. Because your mind will have you little bit thinking you had lost your mind. Like, had lost your people. Okay, the verse is first, I mean, Philippians 1.21. Or to me to live in Christ and to die is gain. Mm. First Timothy. First Timothy one seven. First Timothy one twelve seventeen. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength that He considered me trustworthy, anointed to to His service. Even though I once was a bastard and a persecutor and a violent man, I show mercy because I act in act in innocent and unbelief. The grace of our Lord has poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that is in Christ Jesus. There is trustworthy saying that is considered full accepted. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that reason I show mercy so that in me the worst of sinners. Jesus Christ might display his empty patience as an example for those who believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible the only God be honored and glorious forever and ever. Amen. This is John 8 44. You belong to the Father. The devil, uh, you belong to the Father. The devil and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning. Now holding the truth, for there is no truth in him. Where he lies, he speaks native language, and he is a liar and the father of liars. Meaning like, is there anything coming from the enemy? He is a father of all lies. That's all he do is lie. 
if he said, oh, this is going to happen, and you know, and you know, like, wait a minute, where did it come from? You know, you can be, it's amazing how you can pray, and uh, you say you're going to live your life right for God, and blah, 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 you be on it. I was like, he come in, oh, this was going to happen. That be a lie. Just tell him he a lie. And you know, and you, but you have to, you know, you know it's him because God's not going to tell you that. God's not going to be like, well, you know what? This is, you know, this is what I'm going to do today. No, just know that it's him lying. He, he is a father of all lies. So I'm going to go over here and read this. It says the five levels of learning. This is from Desire, DesiringGod.org. It said, let me quickly prepare what I call the five levels of learning. This is a that five levels of learning. It is a major reason why our church churches have been able to bring so many people into the front door and send them out back door in the ministry of ministry. I love ministry and mission. I believe you can just the mental health of church churches by is seeding capacity, but it is sending capacity. Don't judge the welcome. Don't judge, don't judge, judge. The health of an army by how many soldiers sit in the mess hall and eat every week and listen to your Bible study. You judge the health of the army by how many on the front line battle in the world. We want to bring bring them in the building, train them forward, and send them out. And to do so, we must be able to teach people not only to love the world but also do the work. You have to love the Lord, word, and you also have to do what mean. Like you got to read that about that Bible. Got to be so rooted in you. So when when the enemy coming, anything comes up. Wait a minute. This is what the Bible said. Whatever, and that's that's me. I true. I be. I'll be on it. Okay. Um. Also, do the word in James one twenty two twenty five. Here, here what I call the five levels of learning. One is knowledge. One is perception, perception, wisdom. Three is conviction. Four is character, and one is and fifth is skill. The first two deal with knowing. The second two have to do with being, and the third one has to do with doing. And you can think, oh, you can think these things as a temple for all disciples, moving people from come and to see and come into that. Number one, knowledge. First, you must learn learn knowledge. God say in Hosanna 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So if you don't know something, it's best if you, we got YouTube, we got all kinds of stuff out there that we have to learn. That's why I always try to, I teach myself different stuff. Like right now, I am crafting. I learn. I be crafting different stuff. I just look at the video and be like, okay, I can do that. I tell myself I can do it. It might take me a couple minutes, me not. Maybe an hour or two to do it, but I do it. Um, look at me, Felicia doing a podcast. Who would have thought Felicia be doing a podcast? But you have to, you have to want to learn. You want to have to know that you, it, it's just so much about that that you can learn. So people are like, I don't know how to do this. What? What do you mean you know how to do this? Okay, let me show you. You know, this is how you can do it. Or, you know, I don't mind showing people, but that's how, we, that's what he's saying. Well, we don't know the word of God. When we don't know the word of God, we can't be destroyed. And we need to know not only the Bible, also the church history. <laughs> the church's history. That's why our church featured each week on the back. Okay, that's what he was, that's he talking about his church. That's the part of knowledge. Sadly, we can learn from the Bible without really knowing it. In other words, you know all the facts without really knowing the contents. 
You know when people say, oh, I know they know the Bible in and out, but don't know the context of the Bible. What are you, talking about? Um, you don't really know something. something you don't really know something until you apply it. That's why Jesus implied to the Pharisee that there probably isn't isn't that they don't do, that they don't know scripture, but they don't know the power of God in Mark 12, 24. Okay, then it say number two is wisdom, perception, wisdom. The second thing we need is perception. The Bible called this perception wisdom. Wisdom is fine and seeing life from God's God's viewpoint. It is seeing God's perception. Knowledge is knowing that God does. Wisdom and perspective are knowing, are knowing why he does it. Wisdom is the bottom rung. Perception is the next building blocks above it. So many churches are a great Bible knowledge but fail to teach their people perspective. They teach the wisdom. I love the I love this paraphrase of Isaiah 55 8 in the midst. God said, I don't think the way you think. The way you think isn't the way I work. Absolutely, that's true. In Psalms 103.7, say the Lord, we make known his way into Moses. He act unto the children of Israel. Okay. The third one is conviction. The third thing we need is conviction. Conviction is a third building block as those who build on each other. We pursue knowledge, the word of God, then perceptive, perspective, perspective. Lord have mercy. A wife perception um, of why God does what he does. And in doing so, we start to develop conviction. What is God's perspective on temptation? What is God's perspective on evil? What is God's perspective on our past, present, and future? What is God's perspective on sin? What is God's perspective on sin? Once we start to get perspective, we begin to develop conviction. Conviction is not an option. Obviously, it's something you argue about. Conviction is something you die for. And when we need, and when we need today as much as ever, are men and women godly biblical conviction. If you know hardly anything about history, you can still know that people who have the greatest impact on the world, world for good or evil, were the smartest. Not, well, not the smartest. Not those who have much knowledge. Not the wealth. Not the talent. But those who had the deepest conviction of right or wrong. Of course, it is Jesus who have made the most impact, and it is Jesus who had the deepest conviction of all. If you want to know much about, if you want to know how much Jesus loved, look at the cross, his arm, mm, his arm outstretched, the nails pierced hand. Jesus said that the cross is much this much he well, Jesus said that the cross is much he and his father love us. God showed his love for us while he was up there with the sinner. Jesus died for us. I love you so much. It hurt. He said, I love you so much that every drop of blood falling to the ground say, I love you. That is conviction. Hmm. That is conviction. Conviction we want. And conviction we want to we want the heart of God. We want we don't want to only see what God sees, but also feel what God feel about the world, about the loss, about his word, about the church. So that's conviction. You be like, ooh, you know how you be like, wow, I shouldn't have did that. You just convict yourself like, I know I shouldn't have did that, Lord. Forgive me. That is conviction. Number four is character. Woo! Once we begin to develop conviction, we develop a habit. 
we just we start developing habits, and some total habits is what we call character. We cannot say that we have character honest unless we are happy honest. We cannot say we have character kindness unless we are happily uh habitually kind. Character is a sum of all habits. Okay, for example, for example, uh, if I was to say to my wife, honey, let me just read what he said, <laughs> honey, I'll, I'll be faithful to you 29 days of the month. She knows that, she knows, and I know that part, partly faithful and unfaithful is only faithfulness if if it is a habit, only, if it is a habit to only, to always be faithful to her. You're captured by developed habits for love and joy and peace and patience. Those nine qualities of Galatians 5, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, verse 22 and 23. What are these fruits of the Spirit? They are a perfect picture of character of Jesus. If we want to become like Jesus, we must seek the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. The goal to live more like Jesus is our character, not to become God's. Hallelujah. So we must develop those characters like peace, love, joy, patience, gentleness, faithfulness. Self-control. Just character. When you don't blow up on nobody like God, but the, you know, all that type of stuff. We need to learn character. We really, truly do. And don't be trying to become somebody God so they worship you and all that type of stuff. Number five is skills. When we begin to develop character and do good, daily Bible reads. Daily? Da- read the Bible daily. Regular fast. Regular pray. Regular day of prayer. Regular witness. And when those become the habit of our lives, the more we do them, the better we will be, the better we will get at them. I mean, like we have to be, you have to develop this this habit of, okay, God, I'm going to pray every day. Well, it's like, meet your body. Maybe it's a scripture too. You say, God, I'm going to read it. Okay, God, I'm going to fast. I'm not going to get on social media this, this week. I'm not going to eat no candy this week. Whatever it is, but you have to start setting up a habit like do it with you you know pray day like oh lord lord forgive me because i sometimes like oh, i'm gonna pray tonight but last night i'm not gonna lie i felt stressed like i was so tired you know you have, we had to develop well as you in the car you just tell somebody about god god let me tell you what jesus did for me the blood whatever that's witness to people because people need to know the real people don't need to know no fake and phony stuff people need to know the real stuff the real stuff that people go through um and they say skills come through something over and over I mean like you do it over and over just like okay i gotta do this i gotta do this um if an axe is dull and its edge is unsharp and more strength is needed but skills will be successful this is one of the life births if you are a if you are chopping wood it helps you to sharpen axe if you have a dull axe it takes more energy to cut the wood but if you have a sharp axe it doesn't take that much energy so that's what it's saying today. We must be doers of the word. Of the word. We got to be that. We have to do that. We have to be like, okay, God, I'm going to I'm gonna live for you. I'm going to get my mind together. I'm not going to think about this and that. We have to, okay, I got to pray. You know, because I know the enemy is going to throw stuff at me, but I got to get in that word. I got to, whether if you just read one, if you know, whether it's just one passage a day where like, Okay, I'm going to read this verse today. And it's saying you just meditate on that scripture. Whatever works for you. I mean, I know everybody has a busy life, but whatever. It helps you get through the day. Um, 
the other one said, let God strengthen your imagination. Just let him, there's a gift that God gives us, the ability to dream, to envision, imagine something before it can even come to reality. Every building we see first, imagine about architect. I mean, okay, see if you had a big dream that you see yourself living in a house or you see yourself doing this. Write it out. Make it plain. Just write those things out. Everybody have a imagination. I still have this vision of me being on the radio, me speaking to all these meeting the ladies. I have that vision, that dream. Because I feel like this, this is my passion. Yes, I can do this all day. Talking to people, but I know I have to strengthen myself. I got to get myself prepared. And I feel like, okay, I got to go through this. Sometimes, you know, people want to do it the easy way. God, why I got to go through this? And uh, why I got to go through this? And I I know stuff. You don't know it all. Um, but sometimes God makes us go through stuff to get us to the next place that he wants us to do. Get us to the next level, you know. And that's what, he's, that's what I'm trying to tell you it's time for us to stop being like, mm, I don't know. Mm, I don't know if I want to do this. This is not my calling, whatever. But we have to do, we have to show people the real. We have to show people us the real. Not so people are like, oh, you know, so people can be like, girl, you know, so you can become that God. No, we have to be doers of the world. Read the Bible. Pray regularly, meditate. I mean, not meditate, fast, regular, whatever. But to get your mind together, we have to be, we have to show people. Some I know before I go, this lady like, Fisher, you didn't been through so much, but yet you smile. I'm like, girl, only, only she knew. Because cause deep down, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. I just don't know. But I keep doing it because I know God is with me. There are times when I thought there are things I say, I can't do this, but I'm doing it. You know, like me doing it? No, it's not me. That's not my cup of tea. But yeah, I am doing it. And it's all because of God. Because I tell my mom, if I tell my mom I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Um I might, I might not do it right then and there, but I like, oh I can do that. Let me see if I can do it. Like when I start this, people start making t-shirts and all this stuff. I said, this is what I said. I can do that. Now, one time I said, I don't know if I can do that. Yes, people, you know, they busy booming. Mine ain't got that yet. But I was like, oh, I can do that. That's okay. It's coming. But I keep pushing myself. I keep doing the weather. Somebody said, can you make me a shirt here? Make me a shirt there. I used to be like, dang, everybody's got 50 summer orders. Everybody first got all we got this, this. But thank you, Jesus. I had to catch myself, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this order. Because if I, give, if I begin to thank you, There'll be more orders to come every night before I go to bed or every day, whatever. I always pray for my business because I want my business to soar. I want it to be well. I don't have to work for nobody. I'm working for Felicia, but it's coming. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. Um, Tomorrow, we're going to be reading the day three, uh, Get Out of Your Head, and I'm going to um, use thinking, use some acronyms for think, you know, about your mind. And just ask God to renew your mind each and every day. Ask God to cover your mind with the blood of Jesus. 
as God to help you think of those things that are true entrepreneurial report. And just know when those you have those thoughts and it's coming from the enemy, cast those thoughts out. Devil, you alive. Whatever it is, put it with the word of God. Devil, um, I mean, one time I told y'all that you know I didn't think I have enough food. Whatever. I said, wait a minute. And I'm up here. I said, wait a minute. God said in His word, He said, do not worry about what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna do. God. Okay, I see them birds. You, they eat. Me and my kids go eat. So I had to tell myself every time, I, every time I thought about, oh, what me and my kids gonna eat today? Remember, I, I would say, wait. Remember them birds? They did not eat. They don't sow. They don't reap. No nut. But yet they always eat. Okay, God, me and my kids gonna always eat. So I had to tell myself that because the enemy wants you to worry, stress yourself out. But you have to get to a place like you're tired of playing victim. You just get tired. Like I'm tired of living like this. No. So, um, thank y'all ladies and gentlemen for listening to my podcast on today. I hope you have an amazing, awesome Wednesday. And I will be seeing you here on Thursday. Y'all have a blessed one.